live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. And there is my boy, producer Eli. Say what's up. What's going on, LFA family? I finally got my microphone. I got my field of dreams. We got a camera. I'm back in the face with all these lovely people. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll, baby. We got Eli with mic'd up. He's here. He's got his mic. He's got his camera. He's ready to roll. Let us know who you are and where you're watching from, like Ultra Maga Warrior in the building. My favorite time of the morning. Logan in the building. Redneck1776. How you doing? C.J.R. Taz in the building. Peg, how you doing, Peg? Good to see you. Thank you very much. Texas Deb is in the building. Heather, how are you? Amanda, good to see you. 43 Gators, Keith Day 77. T.D. Collins is here. C. Ward is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Lisa, good to see you. From Nebraska, Nebraska's in the house. Woke Colorado in the house. Rockin' Rev Dean here. Good to see you. Patty is in the building. Liberty Shines from the great state of Tennessee. Duked 62. Trish is in the building. Deb is here. Carla from the show me state of Missouri is here. Willie Rumble is ready to rumble and ready to go. Merry Christmas to you too, Cleese Sully. God bless you. Big shout out to Jim and Barbara Peters. Big shout out to Dennis and Tatiana Sled. Big shout out to Rosa Catalano. How you doing? Rita in the building. Nancy, Kristen, Jan Marr and Suzanne Vermontis. Good to see you all. And I know that there's plenty more. We have 1,700 people ready for today's show. Eli's got a mic. We got the beautiful background behind us. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. You're ready. He's ready. So let's go to our opening video of the day to get the blood flowing, to get the juices flowing. And folks, you know that the Epstein client list is about to come out on January 1st. Well, folks, what we... um, there's a lot of questions surrounding this, you know, this uh, Epstein client list. Like, what names will be redacted? Well, ladies and gentlemen, from what I understand, this Epstein client list is going to have names on it that they did not want to get out. There are going to be 
uh, some high-profile names. There's even talking about presidents, former presidents on this list. I guess we'll see where it goes. I know that there's people that say, why why is only these names getting out? But it seems there's still a few other names that aren't. I don't know the full details. I don't know how many total names there are, how many will be redacted. But what I know is that this judge that has ordered the release of these of this client list is not playing games. And apparently, there are some people scrambling right now. I just want to play this quick video from Dre Clark. Um because I think what he had to say was very important, and it's making its rounds around social media. So let's go there now if we can. Federal courthouse here in lower Manhattan, and this is where Judge Loretta Preska has ordered that January 1st release date of more than 170 names associated with a civil lawsuit that was settled uh, some time ago here. Uh, but many of those names that will be released are Jeffrey Epstein's close friends, associates, and some of his victims. Now, the judge is also allowing those individuals uh, who would like to keep their names concealed or redacted uh, to file an appeal to make their case before the release of those names in less than two weeks. Now, many of those names that will come out certainly are known and notable, including uh, former presidents, but they are all part of a now settled civil lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell. Brought- Hold on, I want to stop it right there. Do you notice what he said? Former presidents. Not former president. Former presidents. Plural. Just didn't know if you caught that or not. Now, you know dang well there's going to be some people that aren't named that should be named because that's the government. But listen to that again. Let's go back. Former presidents, but they are all part of a now settled civil lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell brought by Virginia Jufre. Now, Jufre accused Maxwell of helping Epstein abuse her by arranging travel plans along with setting up meeting times and places around the world to facilitate her sexual abuse. Maxwell is now serving 20 years in a federal prison after she was convicted in 2021 for her role in a scheme to sexually exploit and abuse multiple teenage girls girls with Epstein over a 10-year period. Now, Epstein died by suicide in a Manhattan federal jail in 2019 while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. The judge also noting in her order that some of the names that will be released have already been revealed because some of those individuals have spoken publicly about their relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Meanwhile, at least 11 names will not be released, including eight people who have been identified as minor victims of sexual abuse. Last night on Banfield, criminal defense attorney and former prosecutor Josh Schiffer talked about why some people are desperately fighting to have their names redacted. So there's a lot of reasons someone wouldn't want their name associated with someone whose name is literally everything. By the way, can we stop that? That guy looks like he has sex with children. Can we just say that? Is that, is that, can we not say that these days, Eli, if somebody looks like they have sex with children, then we can say it, right? I mean, I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying he looks like it. (laughs) Let's go back. In high society and regular society for that matter. Um, So if you were someone of particular current relevant importance, think someone big in finance, think someone big in politics, Jeffrey Epstein knew Everyone, when you said earlier he, he palled around with royalty. Now, Virginia Jufre also has accused Britain's Prince Andrew of sexually assaulting her uh, when she was 17 years old and being sexually trafficked by Jeffrey Epstein 
both Prince Andrew and Epstein were very known associates. Uh, now, Prince Andrew has denied those claims. However, he did agree to pay Jufre a multi-million dollar settlement. Adrian. All right. Thank you very much, Dre, for your report. So, obviously, there's going to be names on there that we know. Um, you know, Alan Dershowitz is going to be on there. That guy that every conservative is having on their show. Alan Dershowitz actually asked to come on this show once. He's like, oh, come on. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm not having people who palled around on Jeffrey Epstein's uh, plane coming on this show. I don't want anything to do with you. If you palled around with him and you were on his plane multiple times, you are definitely a Chester Chester the child molester. And I don't want anything to do with you. No, they didn't claim Trump uh, was a frequent guest, or they will claim Larry said. No, they can't. And if they already, and if they, and if he was, they would have already had that out. They would have already had that out. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump did just the opposite. He banned Def- Jeffrey Epstein from Mar-a-Lago and said, "I don't want anything to do with you." Okay, Dershowitz makes me want to puke. Jan Mar said, "You know what? Really, you know what? I, I gotta love." Uh, What's her name? Kim Iverson. Kim Iverson here on Rumble. Now, Kim is more liberal-leaning, or definitely middle-of-the-road, center-left, I guess. And uh, that's what I love about Rumble. It has an array of different people on there. And she had Alan Dershowitz on her show, and she was the only one that I've ever seen call him out like that. She was the only one I've ever seen call him out like that. And he got mad. He said, is this how you treat people that come on your show? And she was like, what, asking you questions? I'm sure you can find that if you search for it. Um, Kim Iverson's interview with Alan Dershowitz. He, he said, I will never come back on your show ever again. So what? The names that doesn't tell anything. It doesn't. It doesn't. The names don't tell anything. The names tell that they were palling around and going to Jeffrey Epstein's island. The names tell us a lot. The names tell us an absolute lot. Why do you think people are trying to keep their names out of the public eye? What's that, Eli? The names tell us everything. Eli said the names tell us everything, and I think so too because it's like following the money, right? You follow the money. You get the names, and then you follow what, that, what they did and how many times they went, this, that, and the other. Uh, Renee with a Y. It's her birthday today, 65th birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Renee. Happy birthday to you. All right, we've got an amazing show for you guys today in the first hour. We're going to be talking about uh, Biden getting kicked off the ballot as well. We're going to be talking about a plan in order to make sure that, hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. We have got reactions from Ron DeSantis and others about what Donald Trump is going through right now. We're going to be showing you some old footage that proves that Donald Trump is guilty of nothing in the way of an insurrection. We're going to be talking about the difference between a primary and a caucus. We've got Derek Evans joining us uh, at the end of the first hour today, who's now running for Congress in West Virginia and who's had his own run in with the January 6th crap. We're going to be talking about um, Jack Smith and how he's trying to be really, really sneaky again. We're going to be talking about that show Coco Melon that no kids should be watching and what's going on there. And then once we jump into the second hour of today's show, we're going to be talking about how Greg Abbott is aiding and abetting the invasion. We're going to be talking about James O'Keefe. He struck again, ladies and gentlemen. So we've got some stuff to show you there. How many millions of acres have been bought up by foreigners since Joe Biden has been the president? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how New York 
York is going after Chick-fil-A, how Chicago has got his own problems now because the authorities are actually taking the, the motorcade vehicles of the Chicago mayor. We're going to talk about Vivek and Nikki Birdbrain and so much today in your two fun-filled packed hours of LFA. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, what I'd like to do is I'd like you to ask, I'd like to ask you to click that thumbs up. All right, share the video out there. We've got a lot to discuss. But nothing more important than starting with the word of God. So let's do that right now. On this December 21st, year of our Lord, 2023, only four days left until we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ask me to help you think my thoughts and see things from my perspective. Folks, we talked about that this morning on Rise Up. When we were praying, God, give me your eyes so I can see things through your perspective. Give me your ears, Lord, so that I can hear your word. Let my hands be your hands so that I can do your work. Let my feet be your feet so that I can be uh, on that righteous path and stay on that righteous path. As you wait in my presence, I'm not, I not only unscramble your thinking, I also straighten your path, removing obstacles, giving insights that save time and so on and so forth. When you spend precious time with me, I compensate you generously, smoothing out the circumstances of your day. Now, yesterday, we talked about the things that you should say, the the seven ways to start your day every single morning. And I got to tell you, folks, if you do that every day, your whole life changes. Psalm 139, one and two. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know, when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. And Psalm 33, 20 and, uh, through 22, we wait and hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice. For we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord, even as we put our hope in you now. Before you turn out the light tonight, recall how God smoothed the way for you today. And then thank him for everything that he did. Truly incredible. All right, folks, please remove your hats. We've got 3,900 people here to pray with us. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. In Jesus' name, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. Prayers are needed. Yes, they are, and we're going to give it. Jeremy, it's my son's Marcus's fifth birthday. Can I get a birthday shout-out for him? Five years old, Marcus? Five years old. Well, it's because of people like Marcus, five-year-old Marcus, that I apologized when I left my show last night for some of the swear words that came out of my Christian mouth. I repented for that. And for that five-year-old little Marcus, Marcus, God bless you. I hope you have the greatest birthday. And you can't, you can't have a birthday without us singing here on LFA TV. I know we already did, but happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Marcus. Happy birthday to you. Even Eli wants to give you a happy birthday shout out, so we'll get it over. Happy birthday, dude. There you go. Happy birthday, dude. Rock on from producer Eli. Uh, And Claire MCD says she loves the background, Eli. 
Well, if you love it so much, share the video. Let's get it out there. We're getting ready for our first and foremost section of the day. But before we do, it is brought to you by Cozy Earth, ladies and gentlemen. Cozy Earth, the difference between comfort and no comfort. The best comfort in the world. The most very expensive, but very, 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 very luxurious item. My wife was going through the site last night. And she goes, I want this. I want this. I want this. And then she saw the price and she goes, never mind, never mind, never mind. But the thing about these folks is you never have to buy another pair again. You never have to buy another pair of jogging pants. You never have to buy pajamas again. You never have to buy socks. You never have to buy blankets and sheets and stuff like that because they get better with every single wash up to a hundred washes. And it gets better every single time. You also get up to four. off folks up to 40% off all bed or 40% off all betting and up to 40% off everything else by using the promo code LFA. And I can promise you folks, once you touch this stuff, you're going to go, how do I make sure that I have this forever? Now I know that most of us are not in that realm, but some of you are. And with that 40% off, it puts everybody else in that realm as well. So discover the difference today. CozyEarth.com. Bamboo clothing. Bamboo bedding. It's only four days till Christmas. I haven't refreshed since yesterday. It's the softest fabric in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Perfect temperature. And you can get 40% off by using the promo code LFA on CozyEarth.com. Okay, as we got 4,000 people in here, let's lift up our cups. I got my field of greens. Eli, you got your field of greens? Let's go. He's over there shaking his. I'm over here shaking mine. I got the wild berry. Let's go. Oh, baby. That is everything you need. You got that field of greens in you and the word of God and you're ready to go. All right, first and foremost section of the day. After Colorado decided to have four people decide that Donald Trump was going to be guilty of something he's never been charged with. After the four people in Colorado decided they were going to take the law and the world and the elections and matters into their own hands and disqualify a candidate from running for office, which they do not have the jurisdiction, power or will or might to be able to do, which is why they stayed their own decision until the Supreme Court got involved. We knew for sure that other states were going to follow. Enter the great state of California. As soon as that happened, the following day, which was yesterday, California Democrat Lieutenant Governor now urges the Secretary of State to explore any legal option that they can to remove Donald J. Trump from the 2024 ballot. That's right, folks. In an addressed letter to Secretary Weber, Lieutenant Governor um, Kunalakis references the recent ruling in Colorado Supreme Court in Anderson versus Griswold, which deemed President Trump ineligible for the Colorado ballot, citing his alleged role in inciting January 6, 2021, the insurrection they call on the U.S. Capitol. Now, it should be noted, Donald Trump was never charged with engaging in an insurrection. He was never charged with a rebellion against the United States of America. And as a matter of fact, he told everybody who was there supporting him to go home peacefully and patriotically. Well, protest patriotically. And then he said, it's time to go home. I don't want anybody hurt. And we're going to talk about that today. Tucker Carlson said something yesterday that made perfect sense. You know that democracy that they always claim to love? Well, democracy, if there was any left, died. Died when they did that. 
I want to pull up something here um, on my phone that I saved. I want to read for you. And I want to give the credit where credit is due when I read this for you. And I believe it was Mr. D.C. Drano himself who wrote this. Let's see if we can find this. Yeah, maybe I, uh, maybe I saved it somewhere else. Let's see here. Well, nope, I can't seem to find it at the moment. I thought I had it saved for you guys. It was a DC Drano post, and he actually laid out some really, really wonderful stuff um, in there. I'm trying to go back and find it now, so just give me one second here. Ah, post is unavailable, so that means it got taken down. Wow, they took his post down. That's incredible. Well, it basically said everything about that. It basically was saying he was never charged with this. He never had this. He never had that. It was just showing the truth. And they took it down. They took it down. Unbelievable. Post is now unavailable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to tell you what the president of El Salvador Salvador said after Colorado's ruling. The United States has lost its ability. The United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about democracy. The United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about democracy. And that is 100% correct. The president of El Salvador knows far more than our own Democrats right here. So check this out. Quote, the decision is about honoring the rule of law in our country and protecting the fundamental pillars of our democracy. Kunalakis said, stating her letter, she stated in her letter, she emphasized that the Colorado ruling should serve as a precedent for California to follow. Well, if you're going to honor the rule of law in our country and to protect the fundamental pillars of our democracy, then everything you're doing is against that. You cannot unilaterally make a decision at a Supreme Court level, whether it's state or federal, about something that was never brought before you. State Supreme Court people, uh, justices can't bring charges. State Supreme Court cannot order the arrest of somebody. The state Supreme Court can only get involved when asked to get involved, and they can only make a ruling on something that is lawfully able for them, that they're lawfully able to make a ruling on. And since they could not make a ruling on something because there was never a charge brought, they literally went unilateral and made a decision based on what they felt and what they thought, even though there was no charges brought against Trump or anybody else in front of them. They went above and beyond or outside their scope of their jurisdiction. And that's the problem. So when you're talking about following the rule of law and protecting the fundamental pillars of our democracy, you're saying two different things. You're saying, boy, that, st- that short, tall guy over there and that black, white guy said a lot of funny stuff that wasn't funny. That's what you're saying. You're contradicting yourself in your own explanation. That's how stupid and out of touch these people are, or that's how evil and corrupt they are, one of the two. Now, Lieutenant Governor um, Kunalakis' letter implores that California, uh, implores California to stand on the right side of history to determine... Trump's eligibility for the California ballot based on the reasons outlined in the Anderson case. Quote, the Constitution is clear. You must be 40 years old and not be an insurrectionist. The letter includes wrong. The Constitution states that the president must be 35 years old, period. See how they're trying to add stuff into the Constitution? These are the same kind of people that would add and take things out of the Bible. All right. Specifically, ladies and gentlemen, the Colorado Supreme Court held that Anderson versus Griswold, um, in that case, that Trump's insurrection disqualifies him from Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Do you know what doesn't apply 
to a president of the United States of America, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So not only were there no charges ever brought against Donald Trump for insurrection, not only were there no rebellion or rebelling against the United States of American government, but also the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment does not apply to a sitting president. And when the Supreme Court makes that ruling, all these cases are done. DOA, dead on arrival. Share the video. Wrongful act for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on that state's presidential primary ballot. Furthermore, Colorado Supreme Court cites conservative Justice Neil Gorsuch to make their case, saying the following, quote, As then Judge Gorsuch recognized in Hassan, it is a state's legitimate interest in protecting the integrity and practical functioning of the political process that permits to exclude from the ballot candidates who are constitutionally prohibited from assuming office. Colorado must stand on the right side of history. I mean, California, excuse me, must stand on the right side of history. California is obligated to determine if Trump is an ineligible for the California ballot for the same reasons described in Anderson. This is their letter. Time is of the essence. Let's do this immediately. So I have a feeling that they'll, so many of these states will pile on before January 4th because they want to make it the talk of the town. See, we're going into the Christmas break with impeachment articles on Biden voted for. Is anybody talking about that? We thought we were going to dominate the news cycle and we could if Speaker Mike Johnson wasn't a weak, um, a weak leader. If Speaker Mike Johnson didn't allow them to get to him, we could totally own the news cycle. But the Democrats, once again, are going to own the news cycle through the Christmas break with this crap. Unless the Supreme Court decides to take it up this week and rule on it this week, and then everything everybody will be talking about is the exact opposite. Now, moving on. Moving on. The last time that Democrats... Ready for this, Eli? The last time that Democrats took off a Republican candidate from a ballot was in 1860. They would not allow Abraham Lincoln's name on the ballot in their slave states. So if we're going to compare Donald Trump and Abraham Lincoln, ladies and gentlemen, well... uh, Anthea, Jeremy, you said that the 14th Amendment section does not apply... To a sitting president. Trump is not the sitting president. But he was when all of these um, cases that they're bringing against him took place. That is what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter that he's not a sitting president now. He was a sitting president when this happened. So the the section 3 of the 14th Amendment does not apply to him. So the last time, 1860, folks, Democrats... In that Colorado ruling, they want to be just like the old Dixiecrats of the West, uh, of the old uh, of the old uh, America, right? As and as Randy DeSoto reported in the Western Journal, the last time Democrats pulled a stunt like this was in the presidential election of 1860, when Republican nominee Abraham Lincoln's name did not appear on most Southern states' ballots. Abraham Lincoln was still able to win the election with a uh, plurality of the popular vote in the rest of the country. Abraham Lincoln won the election with 180 electoral college votes, and then they killed him. Now, history repeats itself. I love, the, I love what you guys are saying in here. Slabstick, but he is a sitting president. Yeah, I know what you're saying about that too, but we're just talking about the way the world sees things and perceives things. 
It doesn't apply to anyone running for president, somebody said. He's commander-in-chief of the military, Trump's the federal government. Dems have hated America since before the Civil War. Amen. Biden isn't president. Well, I agree with you, but he's the one in the White House right now, isn't he? So you could say that till the cows come home. It's not going to change the fact that he's there and Donald Trump's being persecuted. So I'd like everybody to stop saying that. We know he's not. It's not going to do anything. By saying he's not the president, it's not going to get somebody to believe he's not president. By showing them evidence and showing them and showing people how the Democrats are doing exactly what they did back in 1860, that is how you get people to go and realize, yeah, Joe Biden's maybe not the president. Now, section three of the amendment made it unlawful for those who took an oath of office to support the Constitution of the United States and then engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the same to hold federal office unless Congress, by two-thirds majority, votes to remove the disability. What Democrats and never-Trump Republicans are trying to establish through state courts in Colorado, Minnesota, and Michigan, and now California, is that Trump engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the United States government on January 6th. But here's the problem is he's never been charged with it. And what he was charged with, as far as impeachment goes, he won that too. So he's not only never been charged with it in a court of law, no court has ever found him guilty of that. No DA has ever charged him with it. No attorney general has ever charged him with it. But anybody who did say that he did it was found that they were wrong and that he was innocent in Congress. So he already won that impeachment too. So everywhere they go, they're going to get a door slammed in their face. And yes, they probably will try to kill him like they killed Abraham Lincoln. Now, Ron DeSantis had something very weak to say about this. So I'd like to go to that Ron DeSantis video now if we can. Roll it. I think the U.S. Supreme Court is going to reverse that. But, but here's the larger thing of what the left and the media and the Democrats. They're doing all this stuff to basically solidify support in the primary for him get him into the general, and the whole general election is going to be all this legal stuff. And look, it's unfair. Uh, they're abusing power 100%. But the question is, is that going to work? Um, and I think they have a playbook that unfortunately will work, uh, and it'll give Biden or the Democrat or whoever the ability uh, to skate through this thing. That's their plan. That's what they want. What they don't want is to have somebody like me who will make the election not about all those other issues, but it'll make the election about the failures of Biden, the failures of the left, and how we're going to be able to turn the country. What, 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 what are you saying, Ron DeSantis? What are you saying? Well, I can tell you what Ron DeSantis is saying there, ladies and gentlemen. Ron DeSantis is saying that the removal of Trump from the ballot is part of the, sec- the scheme to secure his election and urges Republicans to vote for him. Eli, what are you laughing at? <laughs> like that would work? That's so pathetic. (laughs) So pathetic. Here's Ron DeSantis. The removal of Trump off the ballots is part of a scheme to secure his nomination. I am still on the ballots, and I urge you to vote for me. Right, dear? Yeah, good? Okay, we're good? good? Okay. Okay. He's literally trying to convince people that this is a a scheme to secure Donald Trump's nomination. Now, it is going to secure Donald Trump's nomination. But when you think when you call this a scheme like everybody's in on it to secure his nomination, 
Ladies and gentlemen, that is called desperation, and it smells disgusting, especially coming off a once great governor who we all had so much high hopes for. And this is him on Newsmax, one-on-one, talking about more. And real quick, fellow GOP 2024 presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy saying he will remove himself from the Colorado ballot unless Trump's eligibility is restored. Would you do the same? No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court, but I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states, and I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. That's the whole name of the game in this situation. But I do anticipate that that decision was political and will get reversed. (laughs) I really feel feel bad for the people of Florida, man, because they had such a rising star. They had such a great, great uh, start to, to, you know, his future, uh, being a great governor there, doing the things that he needed to do, for the most part, through COVID. Now, he didn't do everything. He killed that guy, right, when he made him get the, the, uh, when he made him get the jab on live TV, and a couple, couple weeks later, the guy died. But um, just pure desperation, and it's sad. And it, it really is, because I had so uh, – he could have been – he could have been – um, something big, something strong in the Republican Party. And like I said, if he would have been Donald Trump's running mate, there'd be no stopping him. There'd be no stopping the two of them together until we found out who Ron was. And once we found out who Ron was, we don't want him anymore. He says, I won't take, I won't take the VP nomination. I'm running for president or bust. Yeah, we know. We know. What's that, Eli? Bust. <laughs> Eli says bust. So, He's going to leave his governorship here very soon, and he's probably going to run for state senate. I mean, uh, uh, senator, U.S. senator from the state of Florida because he's losing so terrible um, to Donald Trump. Now, I want to take you guys back in time. And if anybody out there has people in their lives that say that Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection, I want you to timestamp this video right now. What are we at, Eli, for time on this video? We are 37 minutes into the hour. So I want you to timestamp 37 minutes into December 21st show here on Live from America, and I want you to ask them if this sounds like a man who incited an insurrection. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. How many people remember that day? How many people remember that exact video? So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I think that you should definitely timestamp that Send that out to your friends and family. That is a very, very important, important piece of the puzzle. And, um, 
everything you need to know was in that speech. And that was before anything went, went out of, got out of control. That was before the police let everybody into Congress and, and gave them, uh, you know, tours of the House of Representatives. That was before that. So you can't say, and by the way, that video was scrubbed. He was kicked off Twitter before that video could make its rounds, before that video could go super viral that everybody in the world knew about it, not just you and I, they got it off Twitter, but we got it. And there you go. And that is something that they've never played in court. That is something that Trump will play in court with Jack Smith if it even gets there because the Supreme Court's going to make it happen, folks. You watch. You watch. Now I want to play this next video here for you. And again, big shout out to Max Evans. Max Evans is always killing it with these videos. Here is another piece of proof that you could have never charged him with insurrection. They haven't charged him with insurrection. You got that piece of proof right there where it says go home before everything really, really, really popped off. And then you've got all of this, which is Cash Patel's testimony. Thank you, Max Evans on Twitter. Max Evans, uh, UMP. Max Evans, UMP on Twitter. Roll it. With uh, President Trump, are they ready to call their first witness? Yes, we would call Kashyap Patel. To your knowledge, did any senior DOJ leader ever state in words or substance that they felt they needed more or different authorization from President Trump before they could deploy National Guard troops to keep the peace on January 6th? No. So why didn't we have 10,000 National Guard troops suited up and armed guarding the Capitol on the morning of January 6th? There's a multitude of reasons, but namely, step one was a commander-in-chief's authorization, which we had. Step two was a request by the governing body, the local governing body. It's the mayor, since it's Washington, D.C., and or the heads of the Capitol Police Bureau. And Mr. Patel, I would ask you uh, if you recognize this letter. I do. It's the letter I referenced from Mayor Bowser, I believe on January 5th, to the Department of Defense, where she specifically stated, we would not be requesting any additional National Guards men and women. And that was her letter to us. That was the declination of a request. And so we were on standby. Did you testify before the January 6th Select Committee? I did. Were you questioned in a public hearing? Uh, no, they declined my request for a public hearing. Was your testimony public when given? No. Did you tell them what you've told us today about the president and the deployment of National Guard troops? I believe so. Did the committee ever call you to testify about those issues in public session? No. Some of the senior officials, uh, people like Cash Patel, uh, apparently um, not available. We felt it appropriate that the transcript should be made public at some point. And after months long negotiations, they refused to do so and publish their final report. And, it, and to my memory, it had been excluded. I think on the eve of the dissolution of the committee, my transcript was the last one released. I have no further questions, sir. Please, sir. Thank you very much. You called their bluff. And what's shocking to me, because I didn't even really understand this, is that you gave this testimony. Liz Cheney and, and, and Kinzinger and you guys, he gave this testimony, essentially, to J6, and they buried it? Some of the senior officials, uh, people like Cash Patel, uh, apparently um, not available. Point blank. Is your testimony basically one of the key reasons that Jack Smith can't and won't indict President Trump for insurrection? 
You know, I believe so. It's the truth. If, if they could have, if anyone could have charged President Trump in this direction, this special counsel, Jack Smith, would have done it. That's right. That's right. That's right. Jack Smith would have done it. Now, 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 now. A lot of people, and I think I'm this close from getting him on at this point, ladies and gentlemen, we put enough pressure on him. But Cash Patel just said something right there that I think rings true about so many other things, including Jacob Chansley. If Jack Smith could use it against Trump, he would. If Jack Smith could use anything against Trump or charged him with insurrection, he would have a long time ago. Can't. There's no proof that shows that. If Jack Smith could use people like Mr. Chansley, who's still running around with the same look that he did when mainstream media first painted him as the face of the insurrection, regardless of the video coming out on Tucker or not, he would. But he can't. That's my point. It's always been my point. If he could, he would. Because they want to bury Trump so far beneath the earth that you've never even speak his name again. And I want to give a big shout out to Shelly Rose who donated $50 on Rumble Rants. Said, this is money for you and your family for Christmas. Today is my birthday. Friends, I am so sorry I missed live due to this very busy day at my job. My daughter is in the hospital and your prayers are so very appreciated. Wow. Shelly Rose, we love you. We're praying for you. Thank you so very much, Shelly, for your, uh, just for your love and for your, for your loyalty here every day watching the show, praying for your daughter, praying for your family, and thank you so much for seeing value in what we do. Okay, folks, we're going to keep moving on here. So a lot of you yesterday, so there you go. If, if, if Jack Smith could do something to Donald Trump, he wouldn't care what he uses, who he uses, or how he uses it. He would be on Donald Trump like flies on a cow patty. You know it, and I know it. And that is why people like Chansley and others don't pass the smell test for me. And that's just my opinion. Folks, we got nearly 5,000 people watching the show right now. I'd like you to do me a favor and just share the video out, number one. Give us a thumbs up. You can even do that if you're watching on the Rumble app on Roku and Fire Stick. Just press up on your remote. It'll pull up the thumbs up. Click that thumbs up. We really appreciate that. Now, a lot of people asked me, before we go um, into the next segment here, before we bring on our guest at noon, a lot of people have asked me the difference between a caucus and a primary. Because you know, you heard that the, uh, the Colorado GOP said, fine, if this is going to be the way things are, then we won't have a primary. We'll have a caucus. And somebody asked me yesterday, actually a lot of you asked me yesterday, what is the difference between a caucus and a primary? And that is a great Great question. Let me read for you the exact, very, very quick explanation and the best explanation in a short period of time. The election process in our country begins with the primary elections and caucuses. Now, if you remember, Iowa wanted to be the first primary in the nation. However, Donald Trump was president at that time, and he had a little bit of say-so, and especially head of the Republican Party, and he kept that first-in-the-nation primary with New Hampshire. So Iowa said, fine, instead of a primary then, we'll have the first caucus, all right? Now, there are two methods that states use to select a potential presidential nominee. 
primary elections, and caucuses, and they differ on how they're organized and who participates. And rates of participation differ wildly, all right? Here is the definition of a primary. Please, please do me a favor, share the video. Primaries are run by state and local governments, all right? Voting happens through secret ballot, like it does when you go and you get behind the little curtain and you write the, you know, you fill in the little circles. Some states hold closed primaries, like New Hampshire, which only declared party members can participate. In an open primary, all voters can participate, regardless of their party affiliation or lack of affiliation, which is what happens when a bunch of Democrats flood Republican open primaries and vote for somebody other than Donald Trump so they can get them as the state's nominee because they know that they're easier to beat. That is a primary, done very much like a general election. A caucus is made up of private meetings run by political parties. They are held at the county, the district, and the precinct level. In most, participants divide themselves into groups according to the candidate that they support. At the end, the number of voters in each group determines how many delegates each candidate has won. So those are your two differences, folks. By the way, 8212 is not a troll, folks. 8212 is not a a troll, okay? She's part of the family, all right? Those are the two differences. When are they held? State and local governments determine the dates on which primary elections and caucuses are held. These dates and the amount of time between a primary and a general election significantly influence how early candidates begin campaigning and the choices they make about how and when campaign funds are spent. So there you go, folks. There's the difference between a caucus and a primary. And Colorado has already said, fine, we'll go to a whole caucus rather than a primary. All right? Now, here's the moment we've all been waiting for. Getting Biden off the ballot. Because, again, the Democrats keep setting precedent. The Democrats keep setting their own traps that they're walking into. And the problem with this is, is the more we try to outdo each other, the closer we get to civil war. However, you can't sit back and do nothing. You have to fight fire with fire. So, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to that, let's go and hear what Joseph Robinette Biden had to say to reporters about Donald Trump and the Colorado situation. Roll it. Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think it's certainly self-evident. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. None. Zero. And, uh... He seems to be doubling down on about everything. Anyway. He seems to be doubling down on everything. He then goes, he, he also went on to say, there's no question that he incited an insurrection. But I'm going to leave that to the courts, he says. There's no question. Um, I see somebody's trying to get my attention for something. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, what's wrong with his face? Uh, he's a Democrat. Um... Wasn't it a committee rule for J6 that they couldn't mention Nancy Pelosi? Uh, Internally, yes, it was. Says a real insurrectionist. I like that. I like that. Except there was no insurrection. Perfect, exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now let's get to this uh, next story here. Now, this was first mentioned before 
Lieutenant Governor of Texas Dan Patrick said it. But once Dan Patrick said this on Fox News, it started becoming like, oh, okay, we can really do this. Let's see what I'm talking about, because we can remove Biden off ballots as well. To deport them. Joining me now is a Texas Lieutenant Governor, Dan Patrick. Uh, now, the White House said today that this law won't make communities safer. Your response. So we spent a lot of time, Laura, in the Senate writing this bill along with the governor, and we believe we have a bill that will uh, survive any type of Supreme Court challenge because we are being invaded. Uh, Arizona tried this about 10 years ago, but our law is different. It simply says that our law enforcement can arrest anyone, uh, take them in, uh, do a background check, photograph, do fingerprints. Uh, if they saw them cross the border illegally, uh, we can do that. Or if they happen to reveal in the arrest stop that they crossed illegally, and then the magistrate will send them back and will escort them to the border. Uh, and they have a choice. They can go to jail or they can go back. And if they go back and try to come back again and we arrest them again, the penalty gets even higher. We're fed up. In fact, seeing what happened in Colorado tonight, Laura, it makes me think, except we believe in democracy in Texas, maybe we should take Joe Biden off the ballot in Texas for allowing 8 million people to cross the border since he's been president. Uh, disrupting our state far more than anything anyone else has done in recent history. And so um, this, is, uh, this is so outrageous. 10,000, 12,000, 14,000 people a day crossing the border, 8 million now, people the numbers, since he's been in office, know, enough to be the 12th largest state. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> All right, so, so Dan Patrick said something that really made a lot of sense there. Get Biden off the ballot. How do you do it? You do it because of his dereliction of duty. Now, whether, whether red states will actually do this or not, look, there's some red states out there that don't play games. There are some red states out there that don't play games. And I, and I truly, honestly, I truly see them doing this if the Supreme Court doesn't overturn this prior to the deadline of January 4th, which I believe they 100% will. They have to based on law. So here's what we do disqualify Biden and remove him from the ballot in every red state that's willing to participate. And if they're not, you put the pressure on them. And how do you put the pressure on them here on uh, LFA TV? Well, we have a little thing called light them up, right? There it is. There it is. There we go. It's time to, for the GOP to fight fire with fire, but we know they're weak, so we got to make sure we put pressure on them. In Biden's case, his disqualification is for an actual legal and good reason. Massive corruption and theft and the intentional destruction of America by opening the border and welcoming in foreign invaders. And, um, invaders and an invasion, I guess. Red state DAs and AGs must indict Biden and his boss, Obama. Borders are Kamala Harris. Border chief Mayorkas and many others involved in this case in the border plan to destroy our country. We are the Alamo. We are being invaded by military-age men intent on killing Americans from China, from Hamas, from MS-13, from Africa, from everywhere. All those responsible for this travesty must be indicted for treason and brought to justice. It's up to Republican state DAs and Republican state AGs because two can play this game, but you've got to stop being afraid of Democrats. You got to get your butt in gear. You got to grow a pair. You got to put on the armor of God and you got to go after them. Fight fire with fire. And it's time for a massive Trump rally in Colorado. Let's make the liberals' brains explode. Let's fill 80,000 seat mile high stadium, ladies and gentlemen. 80,000 Trump warriors screaming loud and proud. Show the whole country 
the whole Democratic Party and those four unelected loser Colorado communist judges that have Trump derangement syndrome and orange man bad that Colorado is Trump country. Prove that Trump is loved and adored everywhere, including Colorado. Let's make it happen. And I guarantee you Donald Trump has that planned. I'll guarantee you Donald Trump has that planned. Fight fire with fire. Let's see what the LFA family has to say. Let's pull up that rumble chat, Mr. Eli. And let's see what the LFA family's thinking. Saying, screaming, shouting. Colorado and Chicago and New York City. Can't you write Trump's name on the ballot anyway? Nope, not in Colorado. And I'll tell you why in just one second. TDS, Trump derangement syndrome, rapture ready shirt. Get yours today, says Suzanne, LFATV.us. Have a Merry Christmas, Melly. You too, Purple Snake, Purple Snowflake. Do we really want to go down that road? I mean, I don't like the Dem tactics, but, well, that's what I'm saying. It's either sit back and do nothing or, you know, do something. Um, getting Biden off the ballot, fast track Newsom. Well, whatever. Eight million of my, eight million my butt. Little low there, bud. Abbott is a joke. Joe Biden sucks. Make ropes great again. I agree. Hunter just chilling at the White House after skipping a subpoena and not, nothing happening. Republicans are scared of Dems. You're 100% right. Republicans are 100% scared of the Democrats. All right, folks. Before we bring on our guest uh, today, I want to go and I want to talk about, it's time to take a deep breath. All right, we know what we're doing. We know what we've got to do. We know what our mission is. So let's take a deep breath and let's, sure, let's make sure we can take a deep breath. And that is by making sure that the air in your home, in your business, in your school, wherever, is 100% clean. How do you do that? You do it with the EnviroCleanse unit, folks. You do it with the most technologically advanced air purifier on planet Earth. You put this bad boy down, and within 1,000 square feet of this machine, every airborne virus, every bacteria, every raunchy smell, like a Democrat walking by your house or knocking on your door trying to campaign for Joe Biden, Every single thing that comes into your house that is detrimental to you or your family, eradicated by the EK Pure EnviroCleanse air purifying unit. It uses amazing HEPA technology. You can get these HEPA filters. Uh, They're about $70 to $100, depending on which size you get. They last for quite some time, but it also depends on where you live. If you live in a very high dust trafficked area, then it's not going to be, it's going to go a lot quicker, but these things are powerful. And anybody that can, uh, has one in the chat can attest to it. So you can make four payment plans on this so you don't break the bank right away. I believe they're around $700 normally, but you'll get up to $150 in value off by using the promo code LFA on ekpure.com. And you also get a free air test kit with the purchase using our promo code. So do it today, folks. ekpure.com. That is ekpure.com. Promo code LFA today. Get yours. And breathe easy. Now, I want to get ready to bring on our guest today, folks. Now, you guys have, we've, we've had him on before. You know who he is. He's had his own fight with the federal government. Um, he's back fighting again, doing what he knows, doing what he knows how to do best, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, and, and we, like I said, we've had him on before. He's no stranger to LFA TV. Uh, let's bring him on again. And that is Mr. Derek Evans. Derek, thank you for joining the show again. How you doing? Merry Christmas, my friend. Oh, you're muted. 
think I got you muted. Oh, hey. There you yeah, go. Yeah, sorry. Hey, there thanks for go. having me on, man. Merry Christmas. Thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, man, like always, uh, you're fighting the same good fight as uh, we're fighting. And uh, and now you're going um, you're going for it again. You're, you're, you're putting your name on the line again. You're running for uh, – you're running for West Virginia congressional candidate. Um, how's that fight going, and where are you with that? Uh, before we get into some other topics, I want to talk about. I know people are wondering. Yeah, it's going great, man. We're, look, we've crossed over four thousand donors right now. I tell everyone, we're not backed by big pharma or the military industrial complex. We're backed by the American people. Uh, so we're raising money. We're polling great right now. We're we're uh, polling at forty five percent, which is the closest race in the entire country for someone challenging an incumbent in the primary right now. Things are rocking and rolling. We're we're endorsed by General Flynn, Mike Lindell, Veterans for Trump. This is not my campaign. This is a campaign for the American people. Come hop on board. Now we just got to get that uh, endorsement from President Trump next, and you'll be off to the off to the races, right? That's exactly right. Well, I know President Trump knows about you. I know he knows your fight, and I know he knows what you're doing. President Trump is a calculated man, and I think it'll come on God's time. I know you know that as well, Derek. You're running for uh, you're running for Congress right there in West Virginia. Um, and you're watching the same thing we're watching in full. It's not, it's not a shock. We knew this was going to happen. Everybody here on LFA TV knew this was a route they were going to go. Uh, tell us your thoughts on this, where you see it going. And then, of course, um, if it does uh, go any further, if the Supreme Court doesn't put a stop to it, do you see us getting Biden off the ballot in red states based on what he's done with the border as well? Well, uh, first of all, in terms of Biden, it's unfortunate we don't have any uh, elected Republicans with a with a backbone. We've got a yeah. bunch of spineless jellyback rhinos all across this country who love to send out fundraising emails, love to send out things to, to get an interview on a headline. But when it comes to actual action, they're, they're, they're few and far between. I'm the only elected legislator in the entire country to, to who, who protested the stolen election and got arrested and thrown in prison for doing so. So, uh, look, I've been an elected official. I could have taken, you know, done the same thing they did. I chose to take action with the American people. That's what we need more of. We need more patriots uh, and less politicians in mm-hmm. politics. Uh, in terms of uh, in terms of what I think is going to happen, I think the Supreme Court's going to rule on this pretty quickly and, and correct this. Um, I think it's important for people to understand this is not a state's rights issue. Um, this, the, when they make this ruling, they're going to be ruling on whether or not President Trump uh, did, in fact, uh, commit, quote unquote, insurrection. We know that he didn't. And so this is going to be a very far reaching uh, ruling. and It'll strike down all the other uh, attempts to keep him off the ballot in other states as well. Well, not only that, if the um, if the expedited case from Jack Smith also gets uh, taken and, and heard and ruled on, that could potentially shut down all the other charges and cases against him as well. In, full, in, uh, in Georgia, in Florida, uh, Jack Smith's January 6th case in D.C. So you could see two expedited rulings by the Supreme Court very, very soon that would change the course of history immediately. No, I, absolutely. And I think it's important for everybody to remember, too, you know, I see a lot of people on on TV, you know, pretending to be experts on this subject. There's no one who's an expert on any of this because this is unprecedented. There's right. no case law to go by. This has never happened because this they've never hated someone as much as they hate President Trump. They are willing to do anything to get to this man. They've destroyed thousands of lives of peaceful January 6th protesters in order to get to this man. They don't care about destroying this country if that's what it takes. Their only goal is to stop President Trump because they know that he exposed the swamp the first time. It was much bigger and deeper than we realized. And this go around, he's going to come in and he's going to officially drain the swamp. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'll tell you what, you got a lot of good candidates in West Virginia standing up and running. You know what I mean? I got friends over there. Chris Rose is running as well. You know, people that are just 
look, they're not trying to be famous. They're not trying to get a congressional paycheck. They're not trying to enrich themselves with insider trading. People like you, people like Chris, and many, many others out there who had finally decided, you know what, I'm just going to get off the couch, and I'm going to go run. I know my community. I know my people. I know my district. I grew up here. I know I can win. Um, Do you see... Uh, along with President Trump coming back to the White House, do you see a massive influx of regular, everyday, non-political people finally taking the reins? And do you think we're going to see the best is yet to come um, come January of 2025? Absolutely. Look, I think that the everyday American people across this country who but before President Trump came on the scene uh, would always say, look, I, I, would, I would run for office, but I'm not a politician. I can never get elected. President Trump changed the game in terms of how he came out and was just speaking directly to the people and opened the door for people such as myself and Chris Rose and so many others across this country to step up and run for office. I think that um, after the COVID tyranny and, and uh, this transgender stuff attacking our children, all these things, mm. I think you're going to see more and more patriots step up and start running for all levels of office, everything from school board all the way up through U.S. Senate. We, we, need, we need patriots to start filling these positions. Yeah, you know what I'd really like to see, too? I'd like to see a lot of the people in the inner cities, you know, the minority communities, I'd like to see them start running, too. Uh, I don't care if you're black, brown, green, yellow, purple. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. If you're in those minority communities and you're in those uh, those poor districts where the, where the illegals are being flooded into your districts to steal your jobs and replace you, I want them to run. I want those people in Chicago that said, President Trump, yes. come here and we'll march a 1,000 strong. I want those people that said they're destroying our country they're destroying and now i'm not going to vote for biden i'm going to vote for trump i want those people to run because they've got a heck of a story you know going from i voted for democrats my whole life but i can't do it anymore i want to see those kind of people run I do, too. And I'll tell you why. I mean, these are people who never had any desire to run for office. You know, that's that's what we need are people who just kind of feel that them and their family are backed into a corner. and They have no other uh, peaceful way of, of resolving this other than to run for office. Those are the people who are in it for the correct reasons. These are not people who's in there to enrich themselves and to do insider trading and all these other things. Uh, we, we don't need millionaires running this country. We need everyday blue collar workers who are who are frustrated with the system to step up and, and run for office and make a change. So I agree with you 100 percent. So let's switch gears real quick here because uh, our time is always valuable. And I know you're busy and I know you're out on the campaign trail. You're actually doing something tonight in West Virginia. You're actually going to stand up for some kids. You're going to stand up for the innocence of children. You're going to go stand up for parents' rights and, and, and what the heck is going on in school boards around the country and in our schools around the country. Why don't you tell the folks where you're headed tonight, what you're fighting with this whole trans, LGBTQ, par- what the heck is going on and what what are you going to stand up for tonight, sir? Well, I found out here recently that there, uh, in Kanawha County, West Virginia, which is Charleston, West Virginia, our, our liberal cesspool, uh, they're allowing uh, boys to pretend that they're girls and, and, and change in the in the girls' locker rooms during school. Uh, we've had uh, students who've spoken out against this, female students who've spoken out against it, parents who've spoken out against it. The, the Kanawha County Board of Education, their response was, if the girls don't lock this, then they can go and change in the boys' locker room. This is absolutely appalling. I don't think most people realize this is happening in your in the small communities. Sorry. I didn't know this was happening in West Virginia. If it's happening here, I promise you it's happening in every single corner of this country. People need to start paying attention. And look, if we're not going to step up and we're not going to defend 
our 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 daughters, our sisters, our aunts, our, our mothers and grandmothers. We're not going to defend the women in our society. Then we are a society full of weak men, and that's not a, a society I want to be a part of. We got to stand up and protect these people. Yeah, it goes back to that old saying, right? Strong men make peaceful times. Peaceful times make weak men. Weak men create terrible times, and terrible times create strong men. And over and over and over again oh, goes again. I believe right now we're in the we're at the tail end of weak men created a very tough. Uh, trial time, right? Weak men created a very rough and tough time, and now it's going to take strong men to come out of that and make peaceful times again. And I believe we're on the uptick of the strong men. And we're separating the wheat from the chaff. And look, you don't got to be a strong man that fights. You can be a strong man in courage. You can be a strong man of God. You can be a strong man with integrity. But the men of this country need to start standing up and sounding off and saying, you're going to have to go through me before you get to my children, before you get to my family, before you get to my community, before you get to my church, before you get to the presidency. You're going to have to go through us. What say you? I agree with you 100%. I'm so glad you put that in perspective because when we talk about strength in this in this sense right now, look, it, it's I think about strength through courage. We have so many people right now who are afraid to stand up and speak out because they're afraid of being put on a list or they're afraid of getting canceled. Look, yeah. I'm I'm one of the most canceled people in the in the history of the world right now. I've been <laughs> debanked from everything. I've been thrown in in solitary confinement for protesting on January 6th. It's not it's it sucks, but I mean, look, when you when you compare that to uh, the attack on our children, there's no comparison there. We got to stand up. We got to speak out. We need attorneys. We need courageous, patriotic attorneys who are willing to step up and and take on a lot of these issues and fight these things in a legal manner that maybe you and I doesn't don't know how to do those things. Right. Um, and we need we need help in every uh, area of, of of this battle. You're a man of God, correct, Derek? Yes, sir. So tomorrow, we're a whole thousands of people that watch the show, myself included. We're all fasting tomorrow, and we're going to fast tomorrow, and we're going to pray for this nation, but we're really going to pray for Donald Trump and his family. We're going to pray for the rule of law. We're going to pray for the Supreme Court decision. We're going to pray for the expedited decisions. We're just going to pray for our border. We're just going to pray for the safety and the peace of our nation leading up to the, to the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, we would be honored if you would join in that fast. I don't know where your diet is in, in, in life, if you need to eat during a day, but if you could tell your supporters and your followers too that we're trying to do a national day of, uh, of fasting tomorrow, uh, we would really appreciate that. Hey, count me in, man. I'm due for another fast anyways. My wife and I were just discussing this literally last night. That we, need, we need to do it on a fast at some point. So count me in. Uh, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Let's Thank you. Let me, Let's I'll go. I'll spread the word. Absolutely. Let's go. So see, that's how we, that's how we stand up as strong men, strong men of God. Um, uh, I'm going to put up on the screen real quick uh, the, your, your website and stuff uh, so people can go to it. Um, I want people to make sure that they – they really check out uh, Derek and, 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 and what he's doing and his family. And, and uh, here it is right here. It's Evans for, West, or for WV.com. And it's not the number four. It's F-O-R. It's Evans for WV.com. This is how you can join. This is how you can donate. There's your beautiful family. Wow, you got some redheads in your family, huh? That Irish blood going deep in your family. But this is how you can help. This is how you can get involved. And that, again, is Evans for WV.com. Evans for WV.com. Derek, I'll give you the last, uh, you know, 30 seconds or so. Talk to the crowd. They know who you are. They, the LFA family would love to hear uh, you send off for Merry Christmas here. Absolutely. Look, as I said, we've got over 4,000 donors. We've raised about $250,000 so far. Uh, we, we've got the closest race in the country right now for someone challenging and coming in a primary. Uh, it's really important, guys. Look, if you can throw in five, 10 bucks, uh, do that. It doesn't, doesn't matter how much. 
we need to turn in a very solid report uh, here the end, to the end of the year and end this quarter. It comes, you know, on December 31st. This is going to be the last campaign finance report that President Trump and his team prop most likely look at before they make a determination as to whether or not to endorse our campaign. That's right. We need to show him that the American people, his base, are behind this campaign in, in every way possible. So please uh, go over there, throw in five, ten bucks, help us out. Join our team if you want to volunteer to, to text or phone bank for us and add us to your prayer list because this is spiritual warfare. We need all the prayers we can get. Well, I'll tell you what, Derek, uh, we do something here on, on LFA. It's called the Slurp Fund. And actually, it's a slush fund kind of but it happens because i when i drink my coffee i slurp it very annoyingly on the mic and people hated it for so long <laughs> so we decided because i'm a coffee freak that we would have a slurp fund and what we've done is we we have people donate to that that want to donate to causes to, to help people out the first year we did it we raised forty thousand dollars the second year wow. we did it we raised over seventy thousand dollars and this year we are just about to hit ninety thousand dollars of oh, donations wow. from our audience that helps people out in ways to, to, to help their families, but in ways that you're doing too. So I would like to tell you that we will do, we were going to donate $500 out of the Slurp Fund for your cause, for your fight, wow. as well as uh, Chris Rose and his fight, because we believe in getting behind candidates that actually are out there fighting for people and fighting uh, for the good fight. So we're going to release $500 to you, and we hope that helps out. Uh, tremendously. Thank you so much. I'm truly honored and humbled just the support we're getting from the American people and, and uh, people such as you. Thank you for sharing your, your platform and uh, your, your show with me and your audience. And I really appreciate it. God bless you guys. Hope you have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too and your family. And we'll have you back on soon. Okay. All righty. Have All a right. good day. God bless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there he goes right there. Chris Evans for West Virginia. I mean, Chris Evans, Derek Evans, Chris Rose, Derek Evans. Ah, oh, so many, so many people, so many great people running for, for office. Uh, but yes, Derek Evans running in West Virginia. Derek Evans, Evans for WV.com. And by the way, these people don't say, hey, can I come on and pitch my thing? No, we keep up with these people. We talk with these people. They reach out once in a while. How's things going? Oh, yeah, come on. We're a tight group of people here folks okay we're a tight-knit group of people here and we take care of our own and he's got a wonderful family definitely got a wonderful wonderful family all right ladies and gentlemen let's go to our next sponsor of the show and it is the wellness company boy i have eli i have not seen people respond to a sponsor as i have the wellness company man let me tell you so you got two things here you got the covid emergency kit and then you have your medical emergency kit they're both the same size as you can see here they're about about eight to ten inches wide it's about a square it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty large it holds a lot if you want to see how many prescriptions this bad boy will hold there's a there's a good representation right there there's one two three four five six seven eight nine different prescriptions in here that's how much room it has it actually has more room than that as well but whether it's the emergency medical kit that has your you know like the top emergency things that you would want in your house including any prescriptions that you might need they have the covid treatment emergency kit as well folks and like i said this comes with our buterol this comes with a nebulizer this comes with a generic z pack this comes with hydroxychloroquine this comes with ivermectin we've also got the spike protein oh i got an email last night folks you are gonna love this you are gonna love this go to the spike protein yeah i got an email last night from somebody in the lfa family who actually uh, the spike protein is what they've been using let me read this to you. 
Watching your show today, I saw you talking about the supplements and spike protein support. I left a message in the comment, but thought it would go, be better to just go ahead and email. I discovered this through one of my Lyme disease groups, as me and my husband both have Lyme disease, and I have a couple of the co-infections. The main ingredient also helps pull out proteins of Lyme disease. So I started researching and found that the supplement called Sp uh, Spike Support, which is right there. Listened to the doctor talk and definitely knew he was my type of doctor when he said he believed in ivermectin, which I am a true believer in ivermectin and can testify it does keep and to can testify that it does keep uh, you from getting COVID if taken right in the beginning. I learned to take ivermectin with Lyme disease. The results me and my husband both have gotten with spike support are amazing. Within the first week, my mind was clear as I felt like I was I felt like I was a 55 year old with dementia, couldn't remember squat after after taking this the first week that, excuse me, after taking this the first week, the 80% cleared up my energy, hundred, uh, not coming back a hundred percent as I am still battling an infection called Babesia and on medication, but it really did help. But the mental clarity was amazing. Along with some other little health things I noticed like breathing better you're more than welcome to read this letter on your show as I am somebody, like I said, that has taken this for a few months, just not a week or two, but actually a few months and we've gotten through a few bottles. You also want to do some further research into looking at COVID and nicotine. Very, very interesting and an eye-opener. And then they sent me a link to stuff. So, folks, there's a great testimony right there. You've got your spike support, you've got your COVID emergency kit, and you've got your medical emergency kit. TWC.health slash LFA, twc.health, slash LFA, talk to a virtual care doctor there, and take matters into your own hands once again, truly incredible, all right, Coco Melon, Eli, you know what Coco Melon is, no, Coco Melon, ladies and gentlemen, Eli doesn't know what it is, because he doesn't have children, Coco Melon is a cartoon that my six-year-old has never been allowed to watch. And there's very, very good reasons why we have never allowed our six-year-old to watch Coco Melon. Coco Melon has a bunch of LGBTQ liberal Marxist little references and Easter eggs all through it. And all you have to do is watch one time of Coco Melon. You go, that's not for kids. And even before they started introducing all that into it, it was a very, very, very bad site to put your kids on because it literally made their attention span this big. Like your, their attention span is already little, but Coco, Man, Coco Melon would go from one thing to another so quickly, kids would just be like anxiety-driven watching Coco Melon. So I have never allowed my child to watch the show. And as a matter of fact, when, our cousin, when her cousins come over or her friends come over who are allowed to watch it, and they reference Coco Melon. My daughter says, we're not allowed to watch Coco Melon in my house. I love it. I love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to see is an, uh, the, newest, um, the newest episode of Coco Melon where it shows two gay dads raising a little boy. And most people would say, there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, okay. You tell me. Roll it. You, you love to get up and dance. How about you break out those moves for your two biggest fans? Oh, look, a little boy wearing dresses. If you're not sure what to choose. Think about all the things you like to do. 
Just be you. Just be me? Yep. When you're trying to decide, think about all the things you like to do. Just be you. Just be me. You. You love to get up and dance. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the two gay fathers. One black, one white, of course, got to be culturally appropriate, right? And they've got a little trans boy where they're turning trans by letting him be you, wear your dress and your tiara, and just go around and dance and be gay. This is on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. This is all over YouTube. Most parents put their kids in front of YouTube for a babysitter, and this is what they're watching, Coco Melon. Coco Melon is big as Baby Shark ever was, which is absolutely horrible and dangerous. If your grandchild or anybody in your family, or if you're a teacher and your children come into school and talk about Coco Melon, stand up against it. It is demonic. It is dark. It is disgusting. It is sickening. Coco Melon, get it out of your homes, folks. Not good. Not good at all. Now, speaking of LGBTQ, not good, and keeping it around your kids and, and, and pushing it and forcing it, on your kids, Virginia school board member was just sworn in on a stack of five LGBTQ books instead of a Bible. Fairfax, yeah, how do you like that, Eli? He, he, he doesn't have anything to say. Fairfax County School Board, Carl Frisch, K-A-R-L-F-R-I-S-C-H, by the way, let's see if we can get to 5,500 live viewers. I need you guys to do another round of sharing. Facebook, Twitter, Getter, True Social, hammer at home, folks. By the way, this board member or this school board member who just swore, swore in, uh, Carl Frisch. Thank you, J.A. Fish. Thank you very much for that donation. Merry Christmas. He's gay, and he swore in on five LGBTQ-themed books, most frequently banned by other school systems, I might add. Quote, he was sworn in on a stack of the five LGBTQ theme books most frequently banned by other school systems. Frisch's campaign website announced currently the board's vice chair, Frisch, becomes its chair on January 1st. He is the first LGBTQ plus person elected to the local office in the Virginia's largest county and one of only four openly gay LGBTQ school board members in the Commonwealth of roughly 800 members, ladies and gentlemen. Frisch was sworn in by his male partner who was holding the stacks of books which included All Boys Aren't Blue, Gender Queer, Flamer, Lawn Boy, and The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Eli, what do you think about that? I'm speechless. I, I, I'm so sick of this crap. I'm, I'm done with it. Just say it. What? What? Gay! So gay. Roll it. Repeat out your name, please. I, state your name. I, Carl V. Frisch. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I will faithfully and impartially. And I will faithfully and impartially discharge all the duties. Discharge all the duties incumbent upon me as the Providence Magisterial District Member. Incumbent upon me as the Providence Magisterial District Member to the Fairfax County School Board. To the Fairfax County School Board. According to the best of my ability. According to the best of my ability. Congratulations. 
You know something? For years and 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 years now, we have not had a problem with people being gay. It's a lifestyle, your choice. Just like people make a lifestyle to lie, cheat, steal, smoke, drink, be drunkards, and everything else. You want to do that? That is your choice. It's when they started making every part of their life that so much that they then had to put it out in a public square, make marketing and advertising campaigns off their sexual preference, then make everybody think that if you talk negatively about them in any way, shape, or form, even if it has nothing to do with their sexual preference, then you are a homophobe. By the way, I'm not scared of any of them, so that's not the right word to use. A phobia means I'm scared of something. No, 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 no. I'm not scared of gay people. I'm absolutely disgusted by their need to make everything in their life gay. Oh, I'm getting a drink of water. Let's make it gay. I'm eating a hot dog. Let's make it gay. Let's make the kids gay. Let's shove it down their throats. Let's bring gayness into the school, although you're not supposed to be talking about sex at all with anybody that young. And now, you know what they're going to do? They're going to create a culture where people look at them and say, shut up, fag. They're going to create that culture. They are literally putting themselves back into the same closet that they never wanted to stay in because they can't just shut up and live their lives like we do. We don't go around telling people about our sexual preferences. We don't go around talking about what position that we had our partner in the night before. We don't eat a hot dog and have to do this when we eat it and then smile at everybody. They are going to create a culture where everybody looks at them and calls them faggot again or butch or lesbo. Because you can only push this so far before people push back. And they left you alone for so long. They left you alone for so long. And you called them homophobes if they said anything. They're literally suppressing and silencing themselves. They're getting themselves back into a place where they never ever wanted to be in the first place. And that was silenced and doing it in secrecy. They're going to make that happen themselves. I don't understand why they want to be the center of attention so badly. And maybe it's because they had to live in secrecy for so long. Do I think somebody should be killed for being gay? Of course not. That generation is done and over with, with the we had to live in secrecy. Now a whole new generation has come along and they're just throwing it in our face for no reason whatsoever. Well, there is a reason. We're coming for your kids. We're going to turn your kids gay. Remember that? that uh, Eli, remember that? That that video? Remember that video where all those gay guys were in that? Like a, they, they literally said, we're coming for your kids. That is when they waged war on the American family. Unbelievable. Well, speaking of somebody else that's coming for your kids, maybe not in a gay way, but coming for their lives. And that's the illegal aliens that are invading the southern border and the people that are aiding and abetting it, like Governor Greg Abbott. Folks, what you're about to see is another plane that is being boarded by illegal aliens, busloads and busloads of them, because Greg Abbott is sending them to liberal cities. And while that was funny for a while, I've told you that this is part of the problem for quite some time. Roll this real quick. <laughs> 
So what you're seeing here is Governor Greg Abbott shipping out illegals from Texas to other cities. And again, when you first think of it, you go, yeah, I'd do the same thing. Except I wouldn't. I'd send them back over the border where they came from, and this is why. Governor Greg Abbott. Eli, you notice when I started saying the word faggot, a whole bunch of people left? Must be a bunch of gays watching that didn't like it. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the people that I was saying that that's what people are going to start doing again in this country, and I'm already hearing it everywhere. I'm already hearing it everywhere. Now, Governor Greg Abbott is aiding and abetting the federal government in invading and destroying this country from the inside out because he knows damn well that he's sending them to these liberal cities, and then once they get to these liberal cities, do you know what they're getting? Driver's licenses, and they're able to vote. And they're able to vote. What's that? That's still not even enough for him. I just saw a video of this guy saying they're going door to door to people's houses begging, begging, begging. They shouldn't be begging for anything. They're given everything. Well, that's because they're going door to door to people's houses to find out which one they want to live in, Eli. I'm telling you, that is the ultimate plan. That is the ultimate plan. And Governor Greg Abbott is aiding and abetting the destruction of this country. He knows damn well what these illegal aliens are getting When they get to these cities, they're getting driver's licenses, they're getting taxpayer dollars, they're getting homes, they're getting phones, they're getting paychecks weekly for them and their families, and they're destroying the country because they're voting. So Governor Greg Abbott needs an investigation opened up against him by Ken Paxton, attorney general, who is voted in in Texas, and I believe he needs to be charged with aiding and embedding, aiding and abetting the invasion of the United States of America because he could just as easily put them on a plane and ship them back where they came from. He could just as easily walk them to the, to the United States border and say, you got two choices, a bullet or back where you came from. And guess what? They go back where they came from. You think the federal government's going to stop them from doing that? Federal government isn't going to do anything. Ken Paxton, for governor of Texas, first, Ken Paxton, charge... Greg Abbott with aiding and abetting. That's what I think needs to happen. And we already know the federal government isn't going to do anything. Because they're weak and they know that they don't have a leg to stand on. They know that they can't even legally do what they're doing. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeal isn't even letting the federal government take away the razor wire. Did you hear about that? Let's go to NTD News. We got in a report here from NTD News about the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeal. This is breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, right here on LFA TV. All right, here's some breaking news coming from NTD News. Roll this. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the federal government has to refrain from damaging, destroying, or otherwise interfering with Texas's fence in the vicinity of Eagle Pass, Texas. The ruling is only temporary and leaves room for exceptions in cases of a medical emergency. Back in October, the state sued the Biden administration for cutting almost 30 miles of concertina wire along the border. State officials said the Biden administration destroyed state property and hurt the state's border security. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that the federal... So there you go, folks. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals said they can't even remove the razor wire. They can't touch it. They can't break it. They can't move it. They can't destruct, destroy it in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. Now, I got to ask. Mustache said, Father God, please let Jeremy be the leader that he is on Rise Up. 
I know what you're saying there, but I'm, I, I got to ask, what did I do wrong now? Eli, what did I say now? Nothing. What did I do wrong now? I haven't said any swear words today. I haven't said kick people's teeth down their throat or anything like that. Or is that just a general prayer? If that's a general prayer, I take it. I'll take it. But it's I only temporary. But I, I, I don't know what, what I said, if I said anything. Uh, but I appreciate the prayer. Now, moving on. What are we at? 1230? All right, folks. We have James O'Keefe striking again. Now, this is all connected here, folks. All right? James O'Keefe uh, interviews a driver who is bringing in these illegal aliens. And it looks like James O'Keefe, again, was just at the right place at the right time. Roll it. Sky Harbor, the migrant buses are pulling up here. We're going to take a look at what's going on right now. Outside door 21, Phoenix Airport. Running towards the bus right now. We're at the migrants bus. This is the migrants coming in right now. You see here, the, sir, are you a migrant? Are you coming in from the country illegally? Here we are at Phoenix Sky Harbor. We're dropping off the buses, sir. Sir? Sir? This is James O'Keefe with OMG. Are you dropping off migrants at the airport? Am I? Yes. Why? Because I'm a journalist, I'm an investigative reporter, and a lot of the airline people here are talking about buses pulling up to the airport. Are those migrants from the border you just dropped off? That's correct. And, and, and where, who do you work for? This is for James O'Keefe, video investigation. Who do you work for? What are you investigating? I'm investigating why buses are pulling up to Phoenix Sky Harbor and they're dropping off illegal immigrants, migrants, and a lot of the people at the front desks are upset about it. People working for the airlines. Why? Why are they upset about it? They're upset about people who are better, like James They're upset because of the hygiene. Oh. The hygiene on the, on the airplanes and, there, and there's some concerns. Oh health concerns. I'll take that up with the city or the state. Just take that up with the city. Or the state. Who do you work for? What, what does it matter? Do you work for the government or the airlines? Oh, well, it matters because the public the, the public has a right to know. Yeah, if you take that up with the city, the city or the state. Can you tell me who you work for? I can find out. I mean, I work for Jet Limousine. You, you work for Jet Limousine. And who hired you? I, I don't know who contracted us. You don't know who contracted you? Um, and what's your name? I mean, I could find out. You can find out what we're All right. And, uh... I mean, there's nothing nefarious going on here at all whatsoever. How many trips do you take a day? A few. Uh, what time? Seven days. Have you heard of uh, James O'Keefe and OMG before? Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of the name James O'Keefe. Uh, yeah. I mean, is it concern you that dropping off all these migrants at the airport? Does it concern me? Yes. As far as what? Just, I mean... Where do you pick them up? That I cannot you can't disclose where you pick them up? No, because I don't, I don't tell anybody where I pick up any of my clients. Okay. And your I'm name is it's Jet Limousine? Limousine Company. You know. Limousine Company. Okay, you pick them up at the border, I assume. I don't pick up anybody at the border. Oh, okay. All right, thank you. Yeah. All right, there it is. The buses are pulling up. The buses are pulling up at the airport here, and they let people off the bus. I'm at Terminal 3. Phoenix Sky Harbor, and there you have it, pulling up. A lot of the people at the airport are upset. The migrants then come into the airport and go to the desk to work with American Airlines here. 
come right off the bus into the airport and go right to the front desk. There they are right there, uh, being served by the airline. Jet limousine. Eli, you want to look that up? You want to see a number? I think we're going to have to... Jet Limousine. I wonder what the phone number is. Yeah. Should be a should be a pretty big company. It should be nationwide if they're going all over the place like that. What do you got there? Uh, I got a contact number. 480-423-5466. Jet Limousines and Transportation. Serving Phoenix, Sedona, and beyond. To obtain a quote or make a reservation, press 1. For dispatch or to inquire on your vehicle's arrival, press 2. Human resources, press 3. For accounting, press 4. To reach our maintenance department, press 5. Or press 0 to speak with a member of our team. Press 0. Yes, hi. Uh, I'm actually calling. My name is Jeremy Harrell. Uh, I'm a reporter, and I was calling to talk to somebody who might make a statement for Jet Limousine about the uh, the migrants uh, that you guys are transporting around the country. Uh, you know what? Right now, I believe we're not saying anything. No comment. No, com- well, d- no comment from the whole company or just from you? Well, currently, we have everybody else is busy. You know, obviously, uh, you know, drivers, so everybody's pretty preoccupied with other business that we actually have. Well, this is the United States, America's business, and we're just wondering if you guys are actually contracted to, to take these people all over the country. Oh! 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 480-423! 5466 I think we should all call five times today. What do you think? Five times? And you know Pete Santilli's going to do it, Eli. Pete Santilli will call anybody in the world and say anything ever. Write that down. We got to send that to Pete Santilli because he'll light him up today. Woo! Jet Limousine got him. Thank you to James O'Keefe. Ladies and gentlemen, here on December 21st, year of our Lord, 2023. The Smarty Award of the Day goes to James O'Keefe. Keith, be honest, you who get on Jeremy for an occasional curse word, have you ever said a curse word? (laughs) Never slip up? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's not a joke. We're going to call Jet Limousine. It's not a joke. We're going to tell him that I'm President, President Biden, I'm President Joe Biden, I'm Biden of America. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a joke. Woo! Yes, Smarty Award goes to James. Oh, keep Jet Limousine. Eli, they're not going to like it. I ain't going to like it. Well, 
Let's move along here. Well, let's actually, let's go to the LFA. Let's go to the LFA chat. I got to see what the LFA family's saying. They, uh, they get a little rowdy Eli, when we call some folks, don't they? All right, let's see what you guys got to say. Jeremy has exercised the demons. Amen. Boycott, shut them down. Ruby says, I just got blo- blocked from Pelosi-, Pelosi and Schumer's number. There is a statement on Facebook about their encounter with James O'Keefe. Let's keep calling, Claire says. I have for sure, but I don't call out Jeremy. Spartan, you should get a group of people and protest in front of the office. Patty, calling them for sure. Nice work, Jeremy, says Kickin' Gypsy. Thanks to OMG. I agree. Jet Limousines, who's paying them? That's the, that's the federal government, folks. That is the federal government. Um... Wendy, true, but I think American taxpayers are paying for it also. That, again, federal government. That's why it's our business. I just notified my family about American Airlines and Jet Limo. Call him back. They will be changing their number. I'll be calling today. You rock. Cut the money off. Light them up. I dare you to call again as Biden. I should call as, uh, Eli, you know what I should do? I should call as, uh, as uh, Bernie Sanders. You know, this is Bernie Sanders, the senator from Vermont. Look, I was just wondering, are you sending any of those migrants up here to, uh, to Vermont? Send them to Burlington, Vermont? Why don't you send them up here? Because we've got plenty of work for them to do right up here in Burlington, Vermont. I've got yard for them to cut, and I've got grass for them to cut, and I've got weeds for them to pull. You send them right up here to Bernie Sanders in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> find that uh, response they sent to James O'Keefe. I sent it to you in your email. Read it. Uh, Hi, James. It would be nice if you do a bit of investigating before blasting a great, reputable company. We have zero contracts with the government. Today's trip was booked from a broker based out of Atlanta. The trip started downtown to the airport. Uh, We actually received a RFP for border work and declined. As you can see, we have beautiful high-end vehicles and aren't interested in that type of work. And that's their response? That's their response? A broker paid them? So a non-governmental organization, as Stephen says. An NGO, right? That makes sense. He said they aren't selling out the country. (laughs) Crying Chuck says, give me an address. I'll wear my cowboy boots and hat in front of the LFA flag with a Speedo. (laughs) We should, Eli, tomorrow. You know what we should do? We should call uh, tomorrow. We should have have Sean call his Trump, right? I'll call his Bernie, right? Who do you do? Who are you good at? Oh, geez. What was I doing? I could do Biden. (laughs) Hey, this is a bunch of malarkey. We people sending people all over our country. Black kids or white kids? It doesn't really matter. They're both all poor and white and black. <laughs> Jeremy, please look to see who just donated. Okay, let's look and see who just did that. Barbara Peters, Jeremy, this is for your beautiful wife, for all the work she is doing to support you and this ministry. I've been in her shoes. Thank you, Sabrina, for our order. Well, I'll make sure she gets that, Barbara. And you do me a favor. You tell that great and wonderful husband of yours that we love you and we cannot wait to see you again. Thank you very much. We're not transporting illegals as illegals get off the bus, says Patriot Mo. 
Al Jacobs says, you guys are nuts. Nah, we're just fed up Americans, ladies and gentlemen. We are just fed up Americans. I don't even know where we are on this sheet anymore, Eli. I'm all messed up here. I don't know what's happening. We've had somebody, we're calling people. We're, uh, <laughs> I'll call his Nancy or AOC. Do it. Do it. Jeremy, you should broker somebody to stand outside their building. I just called Jet Limo. No managers available, right? Like Walmart. Uh, <laughs> okay, hold on a minute. I got to find out where we are here. I'm all messed up. Uh, okay, speaking of foreigners, ladies and gentlemen, I have some, um, some terrible, terrible news for you. I was so surprised, by the way, when I saw this. Foreigners. In 2022, in fiscal year 2022, we don't even really know about 2023 yet. Not in full. We'll know in just a, uh, in maybe a month or so. Foreigners bought 3.4 million acres of U.S. forest and farmland in 2022. And those numbers are from the agriculture department. So no tinfoil hat here, folks. As of last year, in total, foreign parties held more than 43.4 million acres of U.S. land. That is in total. Let me say that again. 43.4 million acres of U.S. land, of which 48% was forest land. Of that, 43, of that 43.4 million acres, 48% of it, so nearly half, was forest land. 28% was cropland, and 21% was pasture and other agricultural land, and 2% was non-agricultural land. There are no filings directly by the government of China, the agriculture department said. Well, not directly, of course. So we've got a total of 43.4 million acres in the United States owned by foreign governments. And of that, like I broke down, 48%, 28%, 21%, it's still all American land. Of the roughly 2.3 billion acres in U.S. land, the DAG, the Department of Agriculture, has in the past estimated that 1.2 billion acres were used for agricultural purposes alone, meaning that foreign ownership of strictly agricultural land accounts for just under 2% as of the end of 2022. That means 2% of our land where we can grow food and we can live off and everything else is owned by foreign countries already. And just because China doesn't have anything on the books, you don't think China owns land in the United States? What about the Chinese uh, uh, police departments that we found? What about the... uh, uh, the warehouses that we found of them doing uh, illegal experiments and stuff. Now, I know they were probably renting there, but you mean to tell me that you don't think China owns any of that? you got to be out of your mind. Now, I want to break down state by state. Ready for this? In two states, the ratio of foreign land held to private domestically owned land exceeded 10%. In Hawaii, that figure stood up 12.8%. While in Maine, the figure stood at 21.1%. Rounding out the top five were Alabama and Michigan with 8.6 each and Kentucky with 8.3% of their agricultural land owned by foreign companies, foreign governments. Rhode Island stood as the state with the least amount of foreign land held 
with external parties controlling a mere 14 acres of agricultural land with the Department of Agriculture listed as a rounded 0.0%. Connecticut placed second with 0.1. Massachusetts third with 0.2, while Delaware posted at 0.4, tying New Hampshire. You see a problem here? Linda, oh, Linda just donated $200 for me, you, and, and Sabrina. Yeah, I know. Barbara Peters. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said I got her already. Wow. Well, you guys are incredibly generous around Christmas. Thank you, Jim and Barbara Peters. Thank you so very much to everybody. Uh, you guys are truly incredible. And we will, we will always put your money to the company first unless you specifically tell us something otherwise. And always go to the company first because there's no stopping what we're doing here on LFA. Now, this is a problem. We need to make it a law in our states, and then when Donald Trump becomes president, he needs to immediately do what Sarah Huckabee Sanders did in Arkansas. Remove the ownership of foreign governments of our country. You get no land. You don't even get 0.1%. You get none. You want to rent it? Rent it. That's fine, as long as it's legal. But you're not buying anything else from the American people. We own this, and it's not for sale. America is not for sale. Eli, can you write that down for me? America is not for sale. That's a, good, that's a good bumper sticker, I think. America is not for sale. That's a huge problem. Folks, this might be one of the biggest problems that nobody's talking about. Owning our land? We're going to keep you updated on that, but I suggest, highly suggest, appealing to your um, state representatives and senators and governors and saying we've got to do the same thing Sarah, Huck- Sarah Huckabee Sanders did down in Arkansas when it came to foreign ownership of land. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go to New York real quick. New York. Because New York lawmakers are trying to make Chick-fil-A stay open on Sundays. Isn't this amazing? They just can't stay out of people's business. For what? Huh? For what? What do you think for? Chick-fil-A doesn't open on Sundays, Eli, because they're religious. I should say they're faithful. So New York... State Assembly wants to do everything they can to make them work on a day that is holy. The New York State Assembly's Rest Stop Restaurant Act would apply to Chick-fil-A, which famously is closed on Sundays. The bill claims that being closed on Sunday is a, quote, disservice and an unnecessary inconvenience to travelers. So does that mean every business across the entire nation has to be open seven days a week? No, these are restaurants on the throughways, you know, like the rest stops and stuff like that. The bill claims that being closed on Sundays is a disservice and unnecessary inconvenience to travelers. And while there's, this is a quote, while there's nothing objectionable about a fast food restaurant closing on a particular day of the week, service areas dedicated to travelers in an inappropriate lo- is an inappropriate location for such a restaurant, the bill states, in part. Quote, publicly owned service areas should use their space to maximally benefit the public, allowing for retail space to go unused one seventh of the week or more is a disservice and unnecessary inconvenience to travelers who rely on those service areas. There are no religious exemptions for Chick-fil-A if this goes through. One of the bill's sponsors, Assemblyman Tony Simone, told ABC Albany affiliate 
You know, we get hungry when we're traveling. We may not like our brother-in-law or sister-in-law's cooking and want to get a snack on Christmas Eve. You think that those moron Marxist liberals are going to go spend their money at Chick-fil-A? No, they're not going to anyway. This is just another thing to do to get God out of something. What's that? What happens if they don't obey? They get fined and probably kicked out of the of the rest area. Bye. Bye. You don't have to announce your departure. This isn't an airport. Bye. I wanna see you out that door, baby. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. They are fake religious. They are woke. Oh, you mean Chick-fil-A? Oh, I don't know. I don't know much about Chick-fil-A. I don't ever eat there because we don't have one here. All I know is you can't make somebody stay closed. I mean, I guess you could in the rest stop area. I mean, I guess that there's a, there's a, there's a fight there to be had as far as the people trying to bring the suit or trying to, trying to pass the bill, I guess. But it's still, they're not doing it for anything that has to do with convenience of the traveler. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. All right, folks, we're going to go to our last two sponsors of the day, and then i got to talk about a mic drop moment for Vivek Ramaswamy and Chip Roy's response. You're going to love this. To Donald J. Trump. But before we do that, we got to talk about my friends Denise and Corey over at OFP Farms, folks. Goat milk bath and body works. Goat milk kisses with your lip balms. Christmas shopping. Shop all the collections. Men's beard and bath products. Honey, honey, if you're watching, uh, your husband would like this for Christmas. Denise and Corey, if you're watching... Maybe send a note to my wife, tell her I want this for Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kentucky bourbon. This is the starter kit for many, like right here. This is the man starter kit right here. If you want to be a man, if you want to look in the mirror and say that's a man, if you want to be able to open up your hair, you open up your shirt and chest hair just pops out, well then go to OFPFarms.com. Find this section right here, which is the Kentucky bourbon man section, right? You're going to get beard oil. You're going to get uh, soap. You're going to get that nice beard comb right there, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to get the beard balm. That's right. And you can get many other products, but this is the man section of OFP Farms. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want your wives to shop this for you, go to OFPFarms.com and tell her to use the promo code LFA15. She will save 15% off her order. That's right, OFPFarms.com. Slash, or use the promo code LFA15. You'll get 15% off and tell her this. Honey, if you go buy me this, if you go buy me this, get yourself something too. Honey, you can get yourself something too, right? Uh Uh-oh, what's happening to the background here? What's going on? We got to fix that real quick. We got to fix that real quick. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, OFPFarms.com. That's OFPFarms.com, promo code LFA15. And on our way out, do not forget about the one, the only Gold Co., folks. They've been here since the beginning of time. They were the first sponsor, other than Mike Lindell and MyPillow, they were the first sponsor to be here with us, and they've been sticking with us the entire time. Why go Gold Co.? Three reasons, right here. From precious metal IRAs to direct purchases of gold and silver, they have helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and in silver. Top-rated precious metals company, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, there's all their accolades right there. There's no reason for them to brag. The numbers speak for themselves. But the biggest one is the buyback guarantee. Let's go to that real quick. The buyback guarantee. Purchase your precious metals with confidence, knowing that your circumstances change. Gold Co. offers the biggest buyback guarantee at the highest price for your gold and silver today. So, if it sounds like something you want to try, if you've been waiting too long and now's the time, go to goldco.com, goldco.com. Request a free kit today 
or call 855-450-1394 today and get you some peace of mind in your house, a little bit of gold and silver, silver and gold. Eli, where were you on that one? You could have made a great, great commercial. Silver and gold. What's that? I gave you snowballs you haven't used yet. Oh, he did. That's right. Eli does give me a lot of images that I don't use because I forget. Anyway, we got a big shout out to Eli, and I want to thank you guys all for keeping Eli employed here. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy, he was called out by the pirate, Dan Crenshaw, the other day, yesterday. The pirate Dan Crenshaw said, he's getting me panties in a wad, and I must say something about this man. Vivek Ramaswamy dunked on Dan Crenshaw, ladies and gentlemen, as, of course, Dan Crenshaw put something out uh, about... Vivek Ramaswamy, if we could pull this up here on the, uh, yeah, that'll probably work right there. All right, let's scroll down here. Here it is right there. There's Dan Crenshaw said, maybe he should just withdraw from all other states too. And this was in a response of Vivek Ramaswamy, um, pledging to withdraw from Colorado if they didn't do anything and do something quick. There it is right there, Dan Crenshaw. R, maybe he should just withdraw from the other states too before he gets me booty. That is what Dan Crenshaw said about Vivek Ramaswamy. So, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy, knowing that Dan Crenshaw is the, uh, is the rhino scumbag that he is, you got to see what Vivek Ramaswamy put back. This is incredible. He said, maybe congressmen shouldn't be allowed to trade individual stocks. Oh, got him. Oh, got him. Maybe congressmen should not be allowed to trade individual stocks well let's roll down here to the next one cat turd said vivek just owned corrupt neocon dan crenshaw let's see what um mark pakuda said ouch right the red-headed libertarian bodied right damn this tweet wins the internet machine today and vivek basically what Cren- vivek is basically what crenshaw wanted to be Dan Crenshaw is a massive rhino, and if you didn't know, now you know. Speaking of rhinos, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Texas Congressman Chip Roy, who seems to have his panties in a wad after yesterday when Donald Trump says, anybody that wants to run against Chip Roy, let me know, and if you are solid enough, I'll come endorse you because he's definitely beatable. Well, Chip Roy had something to say about that on CNN. I'm joined tonight tonight by Congressman Chip Roy. Congressman, thank you uh, for being here. Let me just start with uh, asking, when is the filing deadline for the primary in your race? Yeah, well, somebody didn't get the memo. The filing deadline was uh, last week in Texas. And, uh, you know, look, I'm privileged and blessed uh, not to have a primary opponent this time. I did get three primary opponents in uh, 2021 when I voted to uh, certify the electors or something that I thought was constitutionally appropriate. And I still won uh, with more votes than any other member of Congress in Texas. I mean, look, most people just want us to go do our job, seek the truth wherever it may lead. I'm an unapologetic conservative, unapologetic defender of Donald Trump when he does things that I agree with. Um, And and for example, right now, I'm critical of the opinion out of the Colorado Supreme Court. Aww, I don't think that's following you're the critical. Constitution. I think that's stretching the bounds of the 14th Amendment unconstitutionally. Um, but I'm proudly supporting Ron DeSantis. He's a good man, a friend, someone I've known for a decade. And for some reason, that gets under President Trump's skin. And this is exactly what the American people are tired of. They want us to focus on the job at hand. They want us to secure the border, stop spending money we don't have, make sure we have a strong military. 
uh, do the things that they want us to do to get their lives back on track so people can achieve the American dream. That's Ron DeSantis. He's been doing it in Florida. He'll now do it for the country. In the post, I noticed that Trump called you, as I just said there, a, a rhino, a Republican in name yeah. only for those who are not familiar with the term. I mean, what is your response to, to not only Trump saying that, but when he says that, then all of, you know, MAGA in that orbit also Which is, is calling huge. you a Republican in name only? Yeah, well, first of all, that's not something that I'm going to spend a whole lot of time worrying about. I'm focused on the job at hand, being a member of Congress, doing the things I just told you. But but the point it kind of answers itself. Pretty much everybody in the conservative world who understands what we do in Washington knows loser. that I'm a conservative with a strong record. I have voted against Biden I'm more than voted And I'm not what I appear to be. Where was that energy that um, from that video I played yesterday? Where was that energy? Where was that BD energy, Eli, when he was saying F MAGA and F conservative, bleh, F this and F that, F Trump and all that, I'm a GD, he was saying the Lord's name in vain and everything. Where was that energy, Chip Soy? Come on, Chip Soy Boy Roy. Where is that energy, Chip Soy Boy Roy, Eli? That's his name. How do you like that? Chip Soy Boy Roy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to end today's show with some good news. That's right, Mr. Hulk Hogan, at 70-some-odd years old, baptized, giving it all to Jesus. And he is so happy and proud. Roll it. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, him and his daughter, getting baptized together, giving it all to Jesus, ladies and gentlemen. He says, I got to give it all to Jesus. I should have gave it to him a long time ago. I'm giving it to all to Jesus now. You see that, folks? It's never, ever ever too late. Unless you're Ron DeSantis. Ah! <laughs> and it's definitely too late. Anyway, Eli, go ahead and say goodbye. Take it easy, LFA family. We'll see you tomorrow, bright and early. See you tomorrow, bright and early, but that doesn't mean you have to stop watching LFA TV because Kevin Smith and Loud Majority comes up next, followed by Ryan Matta. Matter of fact, I heard you got some major news for you today. Followed by Alan Jacoby and America First Live, Pete Santilli, Sean Farish, Will Johnson, Drew Hernandez. The list goes on and on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, go to JeremyHerald.com. Become a one-time or a monthly donor. Go to LFATV.us if you want to check out all of our hosts. And you can follow our social medias from there as well. Folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Make sure you hit that thumbs up on the way out. We want as many as we can. I love you guys. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I'll see you on the next show. Peace out.